We're talking about the Jungle Book. If you haven't seen it, take a look. It's probably my favorite animated film. Today we'll learn about elephants and bears and panthers and baby's milk. So enjoy the show and compliment your friends. Give them a call, or if you see them in person, just let them know. You, here's an example. You could say, you look great today. Or you could say, hey, I really appreciate our friendship and everything you've done for me, and I love you. Uh, it's not weird to say I love you to friends, by the way. You can say that, and it's totally cool. I guess what I'm saying is that this movie just puts me in a humanity-loving, kindness-sharing mood and mindset, and I hope it does for you, too. And if you're a poacher, seriously, reconsider what you're doing. There's a lot of exciting fields you can get into nowadays with green technology and uh or you know do old school you know be a carpenter or a blacksmith or something but stop stop poaching and start coaching little league that's another job that you could do okay uh, i'm done let's get to the show bad science did the movie get it right bad science or will we have to fight bad 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 Welcome to Bad Science. I, as always, am your host, Ethan Edinburgh, and today we are talking about one of my favorite films of all time. I think I may have seen this film more than any other film. It's it's possible. It's possible. Dumb and Dumber is going to be up there, but I think this one has got to be in the top three, top five at least. Uh, We're talking about The Jungle Book from 1967, the animated version, and I'm here with two of my best pals, comedy music duo, Aaron and Melissa. How Uh, are you guys uh, doing? uh, uh, Great. So good. (laughs) All right. (laughs) And we are joined, of course, by Dr. Jim Dines, the Mammology Collections Manager at the Natural History Museum. (gasps) That's right. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I'm so excited. We didn't hear his recs before. Yeah, we didn't didn't know his resume. I like to keep things as a surprise here at Bad Signs. How's it going, Jim? Excellent. Happy to be here. Okay, fantastic. What's the weirdest thing you have that you're maintaining? (sighs) The weirdest thing? You're asking someone who... Uh, has so many cool things. I don't think of them as weird. Okay, cool. It's top well, three. Something um, from the top three. Yeah. Okay, so one of the coolest things, it sits right outside my office door, and it's a narwhal skull with a, <gasps> a nine-foot-long tusk. You are talking to your target audience right now. <laughs> <laughs> we are a big narwhal household. That's true. That well, is all right, true. I, I hit the nail on the head. Yeah, yeah. You, you really nailed it. All right. <laughs> so wait, what does that mean that you're a narwhal household? Well, I mean, we've, we have them, like, yeah. we have paintings. We have a lot of narwhal, narwhal art. We yeah. have narwhal Christmas ornaments. Wow. We just have like a lot of narwhals stuff. I went to exhibit when I was like maybe five or six and the narwhal uh, exhibit really stuck with me too. Like I just remember being like that thing's crazy. Man, well I'm glad that we guys were getting off to a good start yes. here. Oh, we're yeah. on the right foot. Kindred spirits. Yeah. Kindred spirits I'd say. Um, wow, we're gonna solve a lot of problems here today. Yeah. Yeah, get your notepads out guys. Um, and speaking of things, Aaron, that really stuck with you as a child. Okay. The Jungle Book from 1967, mm. animated musical comedy film. How do you guys... Comedy film. <laughs> that's how it was described. How do you guys feel about this movie? Well, we re-watched it last night. Mm-hmm, same. Um, got real bored, I'll be honest. Oh, my God, really? I'm so really? sorry. I'm so sorry. I did. I checked my Damn. phone a lot. Um, but I would have been so mad if we were watching together. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you, so did you not watch it a lot growing up? Is that what happened? I 
did not watch that one a ton. Mm-hmm. I uh, my dad used to call me an orangutan, so mm-hmm. that King Louie guy always like brought up a lot of jokes in our house. So we sure. like, you know fast forward Trying through to that. Stay away from uh huh. And then the I never really understood why that one tiger was so mean and so mad and mm-hmm. Shere Khan. Yeah, he's a tiger. And then. You like, need a villain, I guess. Where were the other tigers? Was it just him? I don't know. Yeah, good call. There's kind of just one of most of these things. Um, well, I mean, oh, that's the, true. They're the Beatles the, buzzards. Right. So the, yeah. They got yeah, the But creatures. it's really like a, a Noah's Ark version of the, of, a, of the jungle. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. See, um, jungle okay. Book was big in my house. Yeah. A lot. And then when I like got a little older, we were even big on like the live action Jungle Book. Okay. And I told Aaron last night that I realized then that. The cartoon Jungle Book took place in India. I always thought it was, because I am Latin American, I thought it took place, I thought Mowgli was Hispanic. Right, sure. <laughs> All growing up. And so when I saw the Jungle Book, the live action one, I was like, oh, this one's in India. And then last <laughs> night I was like, oh, this is clearly in India. But as a child, right. I didn't know what India was. Right, right, So I was right. like, Mowgli is me. And then they do a version where he's in India. And then last night I was like, there is landscape that they've drawn in (laughs) like this is not latin america grew up this entire time thinking it was i don't i can't even i don't even know when i was little where it was taking place i just assumed the jungle (laughs) that's all that i got to um so wait and when did the live action one come out do you know I don't remember. I it feel was, like it's every other year. It must right. have been like, like a middle school. It was like Mowgli oh, okay. grown up. And so that one had like the British oh, government yeah. in it. And Got like you. that one was a little bit like, oh, this is, I could tell by then, like this is not in Latin America. Okay. So kind of more leaning towards the Aaron side of things as far as didn't mean a whole ton to you growing up. Not one of your favorite Disney films, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. no, it was one of her favorites. It oh, was so you're like all about a, It was like a regularly playing film. Okay, yeah. great. So we'll have plenty to discuss. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jim, before weighing in on the live action, what do you think about the animated 1967 film? So, yeah, also I, I grew up watching that, um, and I was a, a favorite. Um, yeah. So, but as well as an adult, so I, I have kids that are kind of older for that now, but um, you kind of, when you're a parent of kids, you kind of relive your childhood watching, you know, animated features like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, I would say... I'm a fan. Okay. And of course, because it has all these mammals in it, I'm a huge fan. Of course. I I do have to say, I was a huge fan of the soundtrack. Yes. I got 10 CDs for the price of one when I was like in the seventh grade. (laughs) Uh And I just got Jungle Book. I got Amy Grant, Heart in Motion. I got like one MC Hammer CD I wasn't allowed to listen to. But like the Jungle Book, because it's got the trombone, lots of like actual like really good trombone licks. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm down I love all the about music. That. Okay, great. I mean, I'm sure we can all hand. agree on that. Yes, yeah. the music stands the test of time. Yeah. yeah. All its own. Um, I know you watched also the live action version we were talking before we started recording here. Is that the same one that Melissa's talking about? No, no. This is uh, another Disney feature film. It came out, I think, in 2016. Ah, the more um, updated. The John Favreau, if exactly. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. You are correct. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Got you. Uh, and that one you said was good. Uh, I'm a huge fan of that one, and and we can talk about why if you want. Um, oh, I want to. <laughs> I'm listening. Tell us on that. Uh, well, so 
largely, um, you know, we can go back to talking about which jungle this is supposedly taking place in. Mm-hmm. But the thing that really, really struck me with the, the most recent one, the, the Favreau version, is how realistic the mammals are um, in terms of the, the species that are represented there and, and um, how they're represented. And moreover, you know, it's supposedly taking place in India, right? right? So the original cartoon version, 1967, they had uh, King Louis was an orangutan. Well, if you know your mammal biogeography, orangutans do not occur in India. Mm. So, you know, that's just... So one yeah so far. Um, I mean I, I wasn't there in the production room but but someone figured out you know that's we got to correct this and so mm-hmm. King Louis was actually um, represented by a gigantopithecus which is it's extinct but actually would have occurred in you know on the Indian subcontinent so, okay so they yeah. did some more research going into wow. uh, 2016s. yeah yeah, yeah. Very cool. Yeah, and it was just a good film. Besides um, that, <laughs> it was. I have to say, it was a great film. I was. <laughs> I was really drawn in. Um, you know, uh, some tears. Um, I don't remember any tears coming out, but okay. sounds like um, yes. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yeah. I don't remember any tears. You don't put him yeah. on the spot. That, that's right. No, I wouldn't do that. You caught me. Uh, <laughs> Got him. But you know, there there's enough uh, with newer. Disney feature films that come out, mm-hmm. there's enough adult content that only someone with some experience in life is going to get um, that, you know, also draws in the adults, I think. Right. Yes. Pixar does a good job of that stuff. Yeah. But mm-hmm. live action, I don't know. It's tough, I guess. So before we get too deep into it, because I don't want to give away the answers, I have a game I want to play with you guys. <gasps> okay. And I don't even know how this is going to go because I didn't know pretty much all of this information. But the game is Who Dis Disney Dude? Who Dis Disney Dude? So. What's up? <laughs> who Dis Disney Dude? Okay. Ethan just had a seizure. <laughs> okay. And I'm back. Yeah. Um, okay. okay, so the voice actors in this movie are unbelievable. And some of them sounded familiar. Yes. So. Uh, we discussed that last night. Oh, okay, perfect. So I had to look it up, and I have some information here, and so I thought we could go through. I'm going to name, I'm going to tell you who these guys are. I'm going to give you their name, and you could maybe, if you can, guess what character they are, or and or what other character they might have played in a Disney film from that same time period. Okay. Does that make right. sense? And we're allowed to use our phones? Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, just okay, okay. Um, And just before we start, I want to talk about Bill Pete. Do you guys know who Bill Pete is? No. So he's not one of the voices, but he was like the go-to story man, they called it. He was like Walt Disney's right-hand dude when it came to stories. So much so that he was like the only guy in that time period who was allowed to completely write screenplays himself. Usually it was like a team of people or Disney and whoever the hell else. But this guy, for a few, for like 101 Dalmatians and The Sword in the Stone, I think, uh, just like was given free reign. So he was like the guy. And he was working on The Jungle Book and made this whole treatment. And then during the process, they disagreed on the plot, Disney and Pete. (laughs) And so while that was happening, so much so there was disagreement that he left and never returned to Disney. So Jungle Book was the last of the uh, Pete involvement. Wow. And then this guy, uh, Clemens, took over Larry Clemens and finished the whole thing. And this was Larry Clemens' first animated feature. Hmm. Good job, 
Larry. So, pretty cool. Well, I wonder what this Pete guy was going to do with the movie. He was kind of really taking it. Liked it. No. <laughs> I might have. I don't know. I don't think he would have. He I was taking know. it in a more like dark uh, approach, uh, dark direction, because the original uh, book or like series of stories, The Jungle Book, which I think was in like 18 something by, by Kipling, uh, was what's much more dark. So I think he wanted to like pay homage to that and make it dark, and then Mowgli gets torn to shreds by Shere Khan's family. <laughs> yeah, 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 the movie ends three quarters in. <laughs> Bagheera to this one has where... to go on like a revenge killing. <laughs> yeah, it's really the story of Bagheera's revenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Mowgli <laughs> dies early. Oh, um, okay, so let's get into the game here. The first one is Phil Harris. Do you What's guys the know? One we talked about. Uh, we talked about Baloo the Bear. I'm just going to give you the point on that one because Phil Harris voiced Baloo the Bear. Okay, good. Wow, good so okay, good. that's a point that's automatic. That's the one we talked about. So. Um, do you know who, like, what else he might have voiced, possibly? I feel like half these people also did, like, Winnie the Pooh character. So, like, people are, yes. like, Piglet and Owl. Mm-hmm. And I, I, but I this guy is the, um, he's the, he's the uh, sheriff of, is he the sheriff of Nottingham? Oof, you're so close. What, uh... Oh, I can't believe you're even Robin, that close. In Robin Hood. Yeah, it's, it, he is in Robin Hood from 1973 as Little John. Little John! Yeah. And he's still a bear. Still a bear, yeah. Still yeah, giving yeah. you points on that one okay. because it was unbelievable. Wow, this game that, is great. Again, because I didn't know. So okay. I went into this like, it's going to be zeros across the board. You guys are already doing fantastic. Wow, what a brain trust we are, guys. Yeah, yeah big time. <laughs> um, and then is he uh, in another one? He was, yes, in another one. Do you, guys, do you want to guess another one? I can give you the title. Give me the title. There's no oh, rules here. I can get the thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, he was in The Aristocats from 1970. Oh, he would have definitely played a factor. O'Malley. Yes, Thomas cat? O'Malley. That's wow. great. Yep. Like, wow. Good. Okay. Also, just so you know, he I improvised. I didn't have parents. Just Disney <laughs> Just films. Yeah. yeah. Disney films. It's sad. He improvised what? Uh, he improvised most of his lines in The Jungle Book. I thought that was a cool because he felt well, like. Well, was he high? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Or just really into jazz. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Same a thing. lot of like yeah. talk scatting. <laughs> yeah. That happened. Okay. Sebastian Cabot. Oh, I remember him from, there was a TV show, The Family Affair. I think so. I think you're right on that. Uh, I don't have the information in front of me. <laughs> is he Bagheera? Is he the old man? He is Bagheera. Okay. Wow. wow. We are killing it's the It's unbelievable. Game. Two of two. Okay, which one's Bagheera? Um, Bagheera is the old, like, The wolf. panther. Yeah. Oh, the panther. The black saggy, panther. Saggy, saggy britches or whatever. <laughs> saggy britches. Doesn't, he, doesn't that what he calls him? Saggy no, Baloo calls him little britches. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> No, no, no. Little Bridges? He calls the guy Saggy something. Oh, yeah. Saggy as a... Uh, no, no, no. Baggy. Baggy. He refers baggy, to Bagheera as Baggy a baggy. few times. That's true. Okay. Um, okay. So, Bagheera was also the narrator in the Jungle Book. Oh, okay. You oh. know? And yeah. he was also the narrator of two other Disney films from that time period. Also Robin Hood? No. Dang it. There, Sleeping Beauty opens with a book, but I don't know if that has a narrator. Um... Sword in the Stone? Jim, what's going on over there? Oh, yes. First I, of all, Sword in the Stone. Sword in the Stone is correct. Okay. Oh. Narrator Sword in the Stone. Um, I've but done my duty here. The other one you mentioned earlier, actually. Aristocrats. Aristocats. <laughs> no. What did I mention earlier? <laughs> 101 Dalmatians. I, I was the one who mentioned that one. <laughs> She's just dressed like that. I what? am. I am dressed like she that. She kind of has like a white and black. The Rescuers. Going on. Sleeping oh. Beauty? No. We never said rescuers yet. You said some of these people were also... Oh, Winnie the Pooh. In Winnie the Pooh. Oh, so from all wow. those Winnie the Pooh films from 66 to 77, Sebastian oh, Cabot was, was a narrator. Clean oh. it. Wow. Sebastian Cabot is 
his dead body probably he's probably passed on is yes. probably still just occupying a Beverly Hills home. Yeah. <laughs> That's his tomb. It's just a huge house <laughs> yes. in Beverly Hills. Okay, Louis Prima. Uh, King Louis. That's correct. Thank you. Wow. I I saw that coming a mile away. I mean, three of three. You guys are doing unbelievable. Jim, I'm not counting uh, your points, but no. Whoa, you're not a narwhal. Glad you're not counting points. Yeah. Nope, not counting so, points. As a group, you guys are three of three. That's so all that I know. I, I need to ask, though, and, yeah. and maybe you don't know, but if the the name King Louis, because the, a lot was improvised, yeah. was it named because the guy's name was Louis? Yes, I believe it was. Wow. And a lot of that entire sequence was inspired by Louis Prima and his band. They would do a Las Vegas show and he would actually go into the audience, into the aisles with their instruments and eat they would bananas. play and eat a lot of bananas. Shove bananas into that kid's mouth. That was upsetting. <laughs> she was hungry. No, they would just... Uh, two yeah. bananas. Just two bananas in this kid's mouth. Everybody holds up a three. Yeah, I love true. that. Anyways, um, so very cool. The animators saw... Louis Prima and his band play and then did the sequence like based on them which I thought was really cool that's awesome yeah but I don't know what that guy's voice what else he's done Louis Prima yeah no he's no the King Louis oh, oh he wasn't in other things oh, okay great actually. Okay, I just great. wanted to talk about Louis Prima because he's oh, okay. so cool he did like New Orleans jazz music and he released a bunch of records and they're great Sterling Holloway the elephant no the snake Yes. <gasps> he was also the snake. Calm. No, no, he wasn't the snake. He was the lion. Oh. Was he the lion? So I don't have here everything else he's done because Sterling Holloway was in a bunch of Disney stuff. But he was he was for sure in Robin Hood. Okay. I'm going to believe you. He's, you, don't, you I don't, don't know. I'll check and they get back to you. They did have a snake in Robin they Hood. They did, but, and they have like mm. a very similar voice. But, uh, but I have two characters that are like really famous that he voiced. Okay, whatever. But... He, we'll give you the points. Is you he tell a, us. <laughs> I get points? <laughs> Ooh. Okay. I'm oh, sorry. Okay, wait. Maybe Melissa knows. She's cranking it out. Here's her turning. I don't know. She doesn't know. Jim, wait, bring sorry. us home, no, Jim. No, wait. Nothing? Oh, nothing? Nothing? It's, nothing. it's he, the snake. It's a, the... I think he really plays the... Is he Piglet? No. No. Um, well, if he was a snake again, he's totally typecast. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like a no, snake I, rolls. Actually, I think he's the lion... In, or not the lion... The the dorky the brother that wants to be the king but isn't the king the bad king in what? Robin Hood I oh. think he play, he's either that guy or, I know who you're talking about but also snake. also no <laughs> guys he's the Cheshire Cat in Alice in Wonderland oh. I hate that movie <laughs> and he is Winnie the Pooh <gasps> oh I should have sorry known. that's a good one so close um, okay here's another one and this will just be the last one George Sanders. You want to guess who he played in Jungle Book first? You think the elephant? Uh, my bet would be the elephant at this point. It's not no, the elephant. Oh, who else is there? He's got a really great voice. Shere Khan. Shere Khan is <gasps> the answer. Ooh. He does have a great. Voice. And he wasn't, I don't think, in other Disney movies, but he did. He did win an Academy Award in 1950 for playing Addison Dewitt in All About Eve. Mm. He's a proper actor. Yeah. Um, How'd they get him for that? Uh, they probably just said, like, uh, check this out. It's the Jungle Book. <laughs> and he was like, oh, sick. <laughs> sick. <laughs> Whatever you want. Who I'll do it for free. Is Sterling K. Brown doing it? <laughs> or Sterling something? It's fine. Sterling Holloway. Sterling Holloway? Sterling K. Brown, this is us. Okay. Right? Yeah. Who do you guys think that they wanted to get to play the Vultures? <gasps> 
The Beatles. That's correct. They asked the Beatles to be, and it was, you know, based on the Beatles, even in the movie that we watched, but obviously the Beatles said no. Um, <laughs> Rude. And I think I have the reason. Oh, John Lennon's refusal. He, he didn't want to work on animated films in that period. So ah. that idea to use the Beatles was discarded. They were also going to use a more like up-tempo kind of rock song for that. Uh, that's what Friends Are For yeah. song. Um, and then they threw that out because Walt Disney said that it would be like dating it. And they did the whole barbershop quartet song, yeah. which I think is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So there you go. That's some uh, that's some Disney knowledge for you guys. Thank you. You're welcome. Just to, to get us get us going, favorite tune. I go back and forth myself. I'll let you guys weigh in. We can list the songs. So for me, it's uh, Bare Necessities. Bare Necessities. It, uh, it always just gets stuck yeah. in my head. Stone the Cold lyrics hit. are great. Yeah. Yeah, yes. I think that, that would be mine too. Okay. Yeah, King Louis is another really great one. Um, I Want to Be Like You. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, That I think that one for me is the winner. Yeah. I got to say. I love Bare Necessities, but that song is too good. I... <laughs> Really gets me going. I groove out. <laughs> I groove out, baby. I really do. I dance. I sing along. I just, it's uh, its addictive to me. Mm. Yeah. That's so sweet. Yeah. It's great. When Then when you think of those, like, Baloo ends up being the lead of Tailspin. That theme of that TV show is also very amazing and, like, sometimes yeah. will get stuck in my head. Spin and off. Like, it's like Frasier. Yeah. Now you think <laughs> of TV shows and none of them have, like... The theme yeah, songs, like, like they like don't last. To. Oh, the right, way. you don't think about them twenty years later. Yeah, or they're just like kind of weird for eight seconds, and then the show starts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But sometimes, if you like get a line going in your head, it's like you have to finish out Bare Necessities privately in a corner because you're like, I can't until I get to the part about the big paw paw. Yeah, so maybe try a few. <laughs> oh man, so good. Um, great. I guess we're all <laughs> yeah, we're all in. We're split on that, but um, I also love the sound effects in this movie because a lot of them were instruments, just harping on the music thing. Mm-hmm. I thought that was super cool and innovative. Um, and then, uh, and then, kind of, I, I have a bunch of science stuff for you, Jim. I mean, obviously, you guys can weigh in. If you haven't seen the movie, we can briefly do a synopsis. It's basically Bagheera, this panther, finds a man cub, as they call a baby human Mm -hmm. and decide that he's going to be killed if he's out by himself and so he takes him to these wolves and then he decides these wolves are going to raise him until he's like i don't know what are you guys 10 we guess 12 yeah we were guessing eight eight Eight, eight to ten i think is okay you actually have kids (laughs) want to weigh in how old do you think mowgli is (laughs) They're girls, but yeah, I would. Uh, you're in the neighborhood, eight to ten. Okay, yeah. so when he's about eight to ten, the wolves have this big session where they decide Bagheera's coming, this tiger's coming, and he's gonna kill our weird son, man, man child, yeah. man cub. Sorry, yeah, man cub. Um, and so he's got to go back to the man village. They decide to give him to Bagheera, who's gonna take him to the man village, and that's the whole story basically it's just their adventures trying to get to the man village which they eventually do and he becomes infatuated with a girl a cub yeah he immediately becomes woman 13 cub. years old what is that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um wait can i ask a f- can i ask my first question to please scientists please well maybe you guys know i don't know but okay so the very beginning is Bagheera finds this little baby and then he's like it will take me too long to get this baby back because mm-hmm. it needs nourishment. Right. So, let's hear oh, here's this uh wolf family. <laughs> this lady just had some babies. 
So then it's like quietly just like assumed this baby is now handed to this wolf, right? Yep. And then and then what you don't see is a human nursing a wolf. <laughs> oh, that's okay. a, that's a good question. So that's my first question is does that work and what? <laughs> okay. Both both what? well I don't know how to answer the what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> try your best. Uh, yeah. I'll try my best. Uh so I mean, you need to get down to the understanding of what milk is, what lactation is. Okay, so that's one of the features of mammals, right? Producing milk to nourish the young. And milk has all sorts of different uh, things in it. Proteins, sugars, uh, antibodies. And that's why it's so important to to, um, nourish young mammals on on the mother's milk but the the thing there is that human milk is different from even cow's milk certainly different from milk that you would find in dogs or cats or wolves uh and then the content is different so um right away you start getting into problems with it's really not the right kind of milk for a nourishment of a, a human baby uh, but moreover why would a, a wolf nurse a human baby, right? Um, that kind of behavior in the wild doesn't happen. Would they eat that kid? More likely to eat it. Although, you know, I, I do think I, uh, I remember one of my professors early on, uh, Dr. Jim Waters, and he made this big deal about, you know, puppies are cute and little kittens are cute and human babies are cute. And it's kind of this evolutionary feature that, all young mammals are cute, and that's to prevent the adult mammals from eating them. Although there are a couple of uh, exceptions where infanticide is, is actually pretty common, but hmm. um, we're getting far astray of, of your question here. <laughs> could, it, could it happen? <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, yeah. Could it happen? Um, no. And, and you know. <laughs> You, you go back through podcast over. Sorry. Thank you guys so much. Sorry. See you next time. Um, but you know, littered throughout um, folklore uh, and and history, we have examples given where human babies are are nursed by uh, female wolves or, or or other kinds of mammals. You know, what comes to mind is uh, Romulus and Remus, the uh, so-called founders of ancient Rome, and they were supposedly abandoned and in the wild were, were suckled by a, a she-wolf, right? Um, so, you know, that's the legend of the founding of Rome, but there's no evidence behind that. And, you you know, you can look throughout uh, history and, and see multiple examples of that kind of thing, but nothing has ever been factually proven. And in fact, uh, more often the case, you, you see that things are disproven where, um, you, you hear of examples of uh, feral humans being raised in the wild by, you know, any other kind of mammal. People like Marcos Rodriguez Pantoya, who I found out was raised by wolves, but, but maybe not. But ah. was was he really? I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, and the luckily other thing, we have Marcos here, though. <laughs> hey, come on hi, in. Hi, don't Marcos. come in. You're crazy. <laughs> don't come but, in. You know, we can dissect this a lot. I, you know, yeah. so. Uh, a wolfing, excuse me, a nursing wolf um, is almost like the same way that a, a domestic dog would be nursing. So um, the the milk consistency is different from what a human needs, but also she wouldn't be able to provide enough milk for a, a human cub. Um, we need more milk than yeah. a wolf. Yeah. 
Actually, yeah, humans <laughs> being accurate. You know, think about it. Um, you know, humans nurse their offspring for you know six months or or you know even more than that, and the the maximum that you'll see a wild canid like a wolf nursing would be you know eight weeks, and and mm. the milk goes dry. She does not nurse anymore. Wow! So yeah, this baby off. is getting cut off yeah, early. Exactly. Unless she exactly. has a bunch of wolf female friends that could all line <laughs> up also and also having babies <laughs> well yeah. but you know if you look at the the wolf society there's a dominant male and a dominant female mm-hmm. and the the subdominant females aren't aren't the ones nursing okay so well since we're on milk which i didn't think we were going to get so deep into <laughs> swimming in the milk but i like it <laughs> oh, um, right. you're swimming in the milk yeah. Yeah. we're all swimming <laughs> in the milk here together and uh we drink cow's milk goat's milk uh how do you feel about that Almond milk. How do I feel about <laughs> we it? We milk almonds. <laughs> yeah. I, I, no, just uh, you know, because you're saying that the contents of the milk are different, mm-hmm. and that we need a certain type of milk when we're young, uh, and then we don't need it anymore, right? right. But we still love milk, right? So, uh, milk that you see from domestic cows, domestic sheep, um, even goats, uh, is actually pretty similar to the content that you would find in human milk. But why um, would, do we need to, or is it just a want? Uh, thing? Oh, it's, it's, it's a want for sure. I mean, wow, who, I who likes cheese, right? <laughs> oh, I love cheese. See? <laughs> cheese, um, cheese. Okay. Yeah. So cheese. it's definitely just the desire. There isn't, uh, it's, I guess what I'm asking you, it's like, would you say it's healthy or unhealthy to drink milk? Uh, so if, if you were talking to a nutritionist, they would probably say it's it's unhealthy. And certainly for adults to be drinking milk, it's okay. unhealthy. But um, no, all the, all the nourishment <laughs> that uh, human milk provides, you know, that, that's when the, the human baby is, you know, less than a year old. Okay. Uh, and I, here's something I got to ask. No one wants me to ask it. But I do. I don't even want to ask it myself. Yep. <sighs> Should we be drinking human milk later in life? <laughs> wow. Didn't know. That was- yeah, I didn't know it was coming in. <laughs> Guys, we got to find out while we're here. You know what I mean? From a scientist. Yep. <laughs> well, uh, since I'm the only scientist in the room, <laughs> the answer is no. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Did not think so. Okay. See, just I had to double thought, check. Well, I did have a friend tell me that she put a shot of breast milk in her husband's Whoa. coffee, and he didn't know. She was like, "He's fine." So I was like, "Oh, he's fine." It's Is a he weird better, trick. Though? Yeah, yeah. yeah that, <laughs> She's like, "It's full of antibodies and things like that." I feel so. like they have a lot of arguments. Those two. <laughs> they got other stuff. Yeah, they yeah. got stuff. They got a, yeah. See, I always wondered. I was like, "Is it better? Like, who's the better actual animal?" Because. Like, wolves don't need help to, like, know there's, like, instinctual things that kick in. I was like, but humans, like, we get lactation consultants. And I was like, I was telling Aaron, I was like, yeah, also, we don't, it's not cool if, like, one out of five of our babies die. So that's, like, the other side of it. But Mm -hmm. I was like, there's, like, animals kind of know what to do. And we get, like, lots of books and podcasts and, like, (laughs) specialists. I'm like, where's the animal side of us? It's just like, this baby will eat and live. Yeah, it's been bred out of us. I was going to just say that. Yeah, it died a long time ago, it feels like. Yeah, we just watch a commercial and think, uh, yeah, milk's good for me. I just saw one recently. That's why I I was uh, asking so much, because it was really... 
I could tell by the graphics that it was recently made. You know, it was like yeah. very almost like it had like trap music and stuff. Like, oh wow! You know, it it's was like, like a dubstep music. Yeah, video. it was like dubstep music video, but for milk. For milk. And it was, but it, but it felt like a 1950s ad campaign, just laying it on very thick on how healthy it is and how you feed it to your kids. You know, like they are the ones that need it, and you need it too, and it's going to make you so strong. And so, just it's hearing a you. Lie? It's uh, according to Jim. <laughs> Melissa has laid her head down. <laughs> Melissa is passed We're all going to be getting emails from people. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's I fine. love milk. The milk mafia. So they're like, don't tell America that. Let me ask you this. What could we, I mean, obviously there's milk substitutes, almond milk, uh, like you were saying, Aaron, or, you know, what do they have? Yes, oat milk. Coconut they have milk. Coconut milk. Just plain nut milk. Yeah, just. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's called, I believe, you go to the store. <laughs> plain nut milk. Um, but uh, but is that what you would recommend as far as nutrition substitution? Are there oh, other things? N- that no, no, not, not at all. Okay. Not at all. I mean, <laughs> that's what I thought. So, I don't want to misrepresent myself. I'm not a nutritionist. I'm a mammalogist. Sure. Okay. So I, I, I yeah. uh, Jim, what milk should we drink? <laughs> yeah, two uh, percent. In the 2%. Natural History Museum, what are y'all drinking? Yeah, what's in your fridge <laughs> these days? Uh, yeah, uh, I, I would get fired if I told you. <laughs> uh oh. Oh, nice. Uh, just a bunch of yeah. dead animals in there. Yeah. Sounds like. Yeah, dead animals. No, we're not allowed to do that. Okay, okay, good. That's, good that's probably to for the know. best. Don't store anything in the staff refrigerator. <laughs> right. Noted. Even on a pinch. Even on a pinch, Jim. Don't do it. It's fake chicken. Okay, we're going to take a super quick break, and we will be right back. The break is over. Here we go. Back to the show about science. Um, What relationships between species did you find accurate? Or inaccurate because Ooh, yes. they seem to all get along besides that one weird tiger. <laughs> well, I had a question because like Sher Khan over here, he's like listening in on their conversation. I'm like, can you even do that as a tiger to mm-hmm. listening to a language. bear talking to a jaguar? You know, good call. I'm asking wow. for other people. So, Clearly, I know the answer, but if somebody else yeah. doesn't know, right. they might want to know from a mammalogist. <laughs> So, yeah, most of those relationships are not depicted accurately, right? Um, uh-huh. A lot of these animals would be either eating each other or running from each other or hiding from each other. Um, and, you know, then, of course, we have to get into this whole idea of these animals talking and all talking the same language. Mm-hmm. Um, so none of them can communicate. No animal. Are there any animals that have, uh, you know, species to species communication? Oh, for sure. There is. Uh, so animals communicate with each other, not by the language, like English language, but they have many ways of communicating. Uh, it could be acoustic communication, visual communication, uh, sense like pheromones. Um, and there are, you know, I, I would say a fair number of instances where there's uh, what we would call interspecific or between species communication. Okay. Um, not super common, but it's usually, you know, like warning of a predator nearby or, you know, something like that. Gotcha. It's not uh-huh. like friendship. No, 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 no. I am very bummed about that. I love yeah. the idea of certain animals being friends with other species of animals. Why doesn't that happen? 
What's the deal? Well, I've seen a few Instagram uh, videos that feel like it argues that. Here we like, go. Like when, uh, well, I, I don't think it argues it, but like what do you, when people have those things where they're like, they, uh, they rescue like a raccoon and then it's like best friends with their dogs. Are those... Are they not talking to each other? Or are they just like every day? They're like, this is my best friend. That's a weird looking raccoon. Ooh. So, yeah, I mean, there are plenty of examples of things like that. And what's going on there is, is there's no competition for resources. So uh. especially in a, a domestic setting or, or even in, in the suburbs, you know, I've, I've seen um, instances of raccoons and uh, skunks and and pet cats all eating out of the same bowl of of kibble, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's because there, it's plentiful resources, so there's no need for them to be competing for that. But you know, in oh. a wild environment, it's it's competition. It's right. you know the classic nature red in tooth and claw. You know, every individual for him or herself. So as long as there's enough to go around, yeah. we're all cool. Yeah. And as humans, seems like there's enough to go around, I would say. And we're not cool. We are not so cool. So what's our problem? Yeah. We should Jim? be more like wolves. Yeah. Jim's like, I am not. Mammologist. That falls in Not line. touching that one. Yeah. Uh, Help us, Jim. Help us. Jim, why are people rude to us? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's unnecessary. Um, okay. I have a lot of, uh, I have just like fun facts about some of the main character animals. Um, elephants, for example, are like one of my favorite animals. I don't know how you guys feel. They're super, super cool. into them. Okay, everybody loves elephants here. Uh, I learned that the elephants are led by females. Is that true? Uh, to a certain extent. Uh, so, yeah, elephants um, have kind of a matriarchal dominated society where you have the um, the cows and the calves, so the, the mothers and, and the little ones mm. that are, are in the larger social group. So it's the moms and the aunts and the grandmas. And then the, the males tend to be uh, often bachelor herds. So the younger males, once they become sexually mature, they, they leave the, the uh, mother group and kind of these um, adolescent males kind of hang out together till they become older and, and then they become more solitary um, because they get the jobs, <laughs> they get jobs. This <laughs> would uh, be a big uh, building. Well, yeah, but, but you know, they, they kind of, uh, fight and and determine who's going to become dominant and okay. um, but by and large the the social groups are are matriarchal societies yeah okay which makes that that joke in the movie so much funnier right yes huh you oh. guys remember that joke when he's like a oh, woman doesn't lead this group or yeah whatever. i won't have it whatever <laughs> yeah. he says yeah. yeah he also like yeah. slaps her butt with a stick i think towards oh, the beginning I mean, cuz she's like not standing up straight enough i think it that was like his wife uh, well let's hope <laughs> let's hope they're both just into it. Yeah, let's hope. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, and then uh, on a slightly, well, I heard they were good swimmers. Is that true? Yeah, I, I mean they love the water. Okay, they 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 need the water. Are they swimming though? Like, are we talking like like body underwater, head out? It's a good question because when I read that, I was very curious. I had never pictured elephants swimming around. No, they they will swim uh, certainly to you know to get across bodies of water. They're wow. Yeah. It's pretty cool. That'd be so amazing to see. I in feel real like life. that's in the live action, uh, the the one the one nobody knows about, the one only I saw. I feel like they do. <laughs> <laughs> they swim because you know they can go from island to island. Oh, that's cool. I think that should be depicted more. I don't know why exactly, just because I haven't seen it. 
Um, okay, I also heard that they, because they say a few times, elephant never forgets, so I try to do some research on that, um, and that uh, they have bigger brains than most people think. They're, like, very smart, um, and they can remember things from, like, years before. Can you comment on that? Well, I, I can comment on it. So it's, you know, difficult to test. You can't give, like, an elephant an IQ test or a memory test, but... Uh, there seems to be enough anecdotal evidence to suggest that they are super intelligent and do remember things. Mm-hmm. So, uh, for example, you know, an elephant herd that comes across a, a graveyard and and comes across bones of, of elephants, they, they'll use their trunks to handle the bones. And it's you can kind of and it's anthropomorphizing here, but you can kind of imagine that they're they're pulling up memories of their deceased relatives, their deceased ancestors. Well, don't they ancestors. also bury, like, don't they have, like, a funeral uh, when someone dies? They, like, bury the elephant and, like, put yeah. stuff on top of it? I mean, that's... That true? That, see, the, then we get into, t- into this idea of anthropomorphizing, and, you know, we're imposing our, our human ideals on, on what their what the elephant culture is, and, you know, I don't, okay. I don't think anyone knows for sure. Mm. Okay. Sorry. Ethan. That's okay. I... <laughs> Maybe Ethan knows emotional. for sure. Yeah. I don't know. I've seen some stuff on the dodo, and it makes me think that they have emotions. Right? They paint. They paint, they, apparently. They mourn. And it seems... Right, exactly. I feel like they mourn, um, but uh, Jim has no idea what he's talking about. You can't trust... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Can't Didn't trust Jim. Did I not just say that they are mourning their <laughs> no, dead did. relatives? That was like the exact point Ouch. that you were making. The exact Ouch. point you were making. Just trying to push your buttons, Jim. You worked. Uh, <laughs> the elephants was where we got Jim. Not the milking almonds. <laughs> he loves elephants, and I get it. So do I. Um, okay, so the sad part is that apparently we have a lot less elephants now um, because of uh, poaching for ivory. So can you speak to that and let us know if there's anything we can do about it? Because <laughs> supposedly, numbers-wise, it's like a, it's a tragedy. They say that it's possible that all of them could be gone by 2020. That's in two years. That's in less than two years. So, uh oh, what the heck? No, the, they are in serious trouble. Elephants are in serious trouble, and it's because of the the ivory that is in their tusks, right? So, uh, it's highly valuable on the black market. People pay vast sums of money for that ivory. Um, and what's the, special about the ivory? First of all, can we start there? What's special about it? Yeah, I mean, I understand that it's like a rare, it's a rarity, right? But I mean, what are they doing with the ivory? Uh, a lot of times it's it's ending up in art, so carved ivory. You know, it's... Um, you can't make art out of whatever, wood? Yeah, but it's not ivory. Ivory's <laughs> special. It, uh, supposedly it's pretty. Yeah. I, <laughs> Damn it. I, I, I hate mean, that I answer. I don't know. All right, all right. Sorry. Keep going. I keep going. No, like, I mean, I, I, I understand why I guess that yeah. it's uh, rare. So, and so obviously you're, you're very enlightened and, and you understand that, you know, elephant ivory should not be taken for artistic purposes. But, yes. uh, you know, there's still a lot of people in this world who feel otherwise. Um, so can't they take ivory without killing an elephant? Um, no? You wouldn't want to get that close to an elephant mouth, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Ele- elephant's not going to let you. <laughs> yeah, I kind of want to keep that. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I think I'm more important than the dumb art you're about to make with this <laughs> stolen ivory, you murderer. Um, so, and and this is happening all over, wherever there's elephants, I guess, right? There's poachers? Uh, yeah, uh, particularly in, in Southern Africa, where uh, there are remaining elephants. Um, 
so we should back up a step. Okay. We can talk about Asian elephants and African elephants. So, okay. you know, two major uh, kinds. And in Africa, there are actually two species of elephant, the, what we call the savanna or bush elephant and the forest elephant. Um, and then there's the, the Asian elephant, which is, you know, found in India and surrounding areas. But uh, they're, they're all endangered. The African elephants have bigger tusks um, found both on males and females. And they're tend to be out in the open savanna for example and uh so more susceptible to that that kind of behavior poaching mm-hmm. so yeah the, uh, the populations have oh. plummeted uh despite being protected um by u.s laws and international laws um it's, it's just one of those things it's it's it i mean how are we losing you. this war here are there just not enough people staffed is the government just not sending the enough like a big enough group out there what's the problem well we're talking about multiple governments Uh um in africa and but you know even in the the so-called preserves the nature reserves that are protected areas Mm -hmm. uh, there just are not enough resources not enough rangers to um, protect the elephants that are in those areas and that's probably just like money allocated to that cause well yeah i mean these countries aren't super rich like we are here you right. know so well and i have to imagine that with enough money someone who's protecting uh an elephant like is like these people that are going are millionaires they're loaded so nothing they just get to do whatever they want if they give a person enough money mm-hmm. yeah crazy. I, I i suspect there's a lot of bribery that goes yeah. on with the rangers too so yeah and how long does it take for a, like a elephant to become mature so they're about they live about the same as humans uh well not quite as long uh you know 55 to 60 years is is a, a, an old elephant um in terms of developing the big tusks like that um you know they when they're late teenagers like 14 15 16 and there's no other way to make ivory well, no, it's a natural substance. So, so ivory is found, uh, what we call ivory, it's found in walrus tusks. Mm-hmm. The narwhal tusk that we re- referenced earlier, that's considered ivory. Narwhal. That's yeah. full circle. Yeah, full oh, yeah. circle right there. Full circle. Um, okay, sorry I'm bummed out, guys. That's okay. I just want to save the elephants. Out. I don't know what to do. We're all we got to go. Uh, we got to find millionaires. We got to kill them. But, yeah. <laughs> kill, kill the millionaires? Kill that, yeah, let's campaign. do it. <laughs> kill the, go, go, we to gotta, the black market, burn it down. Yeah, we yeah. Gotta, we'll it's, find the people running the black market. We'll kill yeah. those people. Or maybe let's just send out a message to them right now because I'm sure they're fans of the podcast. They Oh, black market people love podcasts. Leaders of the black market. Please leave these elephants alone and Please. stop taking their yeah. tusks. You know what's not Please. cool anymore? Ivory. Ivory is lame. Ivory. No Ugh. one cares about If you see someone ivory. in lame. their house, they got something ivory. Shame them. Kill them, too. <laughs> yeah, kill them. You know what's cool? Like oh What's cool? Like cork. Oh, and yeah. Like cork is cool. Stuff done sand. on canvases. What do you guys think of sand? Sand Paper. is beautiful. Everyone should have sand in their homes. <laughs> and Recyclables. in their Recyclables. Uh, so just like know that if you're like on the black market, I'm willing to pay a lot of money for some cork, some hot, hot cork, reusable cork, (laughs) spread that around black market. Yeah. Also, people don't sell people on the black market. There's a lot of things black market. Black markets really doesn't have what I want. I want uh, menchies. 
and uh-huh. uh, pizza, and so and cork, lots of that. and willing to pay top dollar. Yeah, hot hot. Um, let's talk about bears. Let's talk about them. Um, I have a few here <laughs> things here. So it says the most accurate way to determine the age of a bear is to count the rings in a cross section of its tooth. Yeah, actually, yeah, Under that's what microscope. that's same what biologists a, do. That's yeah. the same as a tree. Yeah, exactly. I really thought They're, you were lying. No, I thought you were right? making Doesn't a that joke. Sound crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is totally it the same true. with us? Crack one of our no, teeth open. No, doesn't doesn't work with us. <laughs> Crack a tooth open. <laughs> Why does it work for bears? You can just check uh, your ID. <laughs> or uh, yeah. Yeah, ask them, ask them how they are. Um, yeah, I thought that was absolutely wild, and was totally prepared for you to tell me that that's a wrong. That's something I found on the internet. That's stupid. No, no, totally true. Um, okay. And I don't know if it's still true, but it, it used to be that when people would go hunting bears, you know, they would get a hunting permit and. You know, if they were lucky enough to catch a bear, uh, one of the stipulations of their hunting permit was extracting one of the teeth and providing it to the Fish and Wildlife Service so they could get a a good count on uh, the age of the bears that that, you know, were being hunted. So, okay, yeah, very cool. So next time, if you guys are in a fight with a bear and you want to know what you're dealing with. Yeah, what have you been through? What have you seen? Yeah, um, what their experience is, take out a tooth. Yeah. yeah. See, that story was very different from the Revenant bear, and I <laughs> like grew up feeling like, you know, bear is friend, and mm-hmm. really feel like maybe that was a bad uh, piece of information to hand out. Yeah. Bears are in the worst packaging, because they look like they're going to be nice. Yeah, that's so true. They look like yeah. a big, cuddly... Sweetheart. Yeah. And then cuddly. they're going to rip you to Teddy death. Roosevelt made them so cute, and he, yep. of all people, knew better, you know? Yeah, and Baloo. It's kind of Baloo's fault, also. Oh, he's cool. Bad branding. Um, it says they're very smart. Um, I saw a thing where they roll rocks into bear traps to set off the trap. So That's nice. Pretty cool. They go swimming in pools. What kind of, what kind of bear is Baloo? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Well, so, yeah, that's when we get into these interesting biogeographical questions, right? <laughs> so what kind of bear is Baloo? The only kind of bear that would be found in India is called a sloth bear, um, which, you know, they are bears. They're in the bear family, family or city. But um, it, as it's depicted, is Baloo really a sloth bear? I doesn't look like it to me. What's the difference it's, between what he looks like and a sloth bear? Well, so sloth bears, like all the other bears, they're kind of largish, uh, uh, but they have more of kind of a tan, tan-colored nose as opposed to the rest of the body, which is more of a dark black color. Mm. Oh, and Baloo yeah. is clearly from New Orleans, clearly. from the jazz scene. <laughs> yes, yeah, clearly. And he's blue. Yeah, yeah. it's um, real. Like Baloo is the most confusing bear because I do not know what he is. Right. Then he goes on to become a pilot. Ugh, what a life he's lived. <laughs> That's a crazy life. Yeah, <laughs> I heard they can run twice as fast as humans uh, for a limited amount of time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Twice, but yeah. As which fast. human? That's the thing. Me, probably for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they picked out who who they were. Yeah, uh, doing it against. But um, okay, it says that the polar bear is a true carnivore, but that's the only one. That all other bears yeah. are omnivores. Um, absolutely correct. Yeah, the the polar bear is the only true carnivorous bear. Uh, they re- rely on ice seals for their protein and yeah all of the other bears so the brown bears and and black bears that we have here in north america they are we we would call them omnivores Mm -hmm. um the giant panda is in the bear family so they 
primarily feed on bamboo leaves, but, uh, you know, as well as insects and, uh, you know, maybe occasional carrion, but still mostly omnivorous. And the, the sloth bear, so this bear that is supposed to occur in the, the Indian forests, um, are actually more of a specialist on, on ants and termites. Oh, Huh. Yeah. Oh, he he licks some ants in the movie. So that is accurate. Oh, yeah, yeah. that is totally accurate. Great. Yeah. Okay, so they did some research there, probably a little bit. Yeah, mild yeah. research. They got yeah. lucky. Yeah. <laughs> you got, they got lucky. Yeah, yeah, they got the color wrong. But yeah, <laughs> um, that bear is blue. <laughs> blue. Oh yeah, that's funny. Uh, I found him more gray, but maybe that was my the video that I watched. It, yeah, it could have been. I, I don't. I know. could be wrong. Uh, it's the the uh, you know acetate was just faded you got an old version oh great old vhs um so obviously he gets along uh really well with Mowgli in this movie and so and and kind of how we were talking about it like bears are really scary actually they're not this like cuddly bear so you're you're moving your head like maybe it's somewhere in the middle well i i would say somewhere in the middle i mean uh, it's also legend but maybe you guys remember grizzly adams that tv show yeah um growing up and so this guy adams whatever his first name was grizzly uh, you know he he befriended the bears and they got along fine okay well, um, that bear grills guy was that his name bear grills, bear grills. <laughs> i think that's just his nickname <laughs> no i think that's just his name but i'm not sure did you see him Wait, getting no, along no, with oh, bears there was, sorry there was another guy that went and made friends with bears and he like videotaped it oh, oh, oh werner herzog yeah. movie isn't that uh yeah. grizzly man grizzly man there yeah, we yeah. go but he was also killed by the bear but he was yeah. eventually killed right by the bear. right right is that? Do you think it's one of those like? Um, what were you saying before that there's like enough to go around? Like if, as long as there's like food and resources and stuff that they won't kill us. Well, any kind of wild animal is going to be unpredictable. Okay, <laughs> and that's why uh, I I would um, definitely advise against trying to befriend a bear. <laughs> what if we're on a campsite, the four of us, and which we can do after this if okay, you guys cool. want? I'm free, and a bear comes. What do you do? We befriend him. <laughs> what if I no, no, no. raised that bear from being a little bear Ooh. and then I released him and then I've come back and see him oh. when we're camping? Does he remember? Yeah. So there are plenty of examples. Maybe not bear examples, but you might have seen these YouTube clips where, you know, a big African lion um, was raised as a, a, a little cub by adults but then released back in the wild and like years later the human comes back and the lion comes running up and it looks like he's gonna eat him but no he gives him a big old hug Mm -hmm. so so it's possible that would be possible horrifying Uh, i would be horrified yeah because you don't find out which it's gonna be until (laughs) until you're either in heaven or (laughs) (laughs) or you're in a hug with the lion (laughs) but to to answer your question so um the typical uh, response to a, a bear and almost like any uh, wild mammal is to make yourself look really big Ooh. so extend your arms out okay. and stand up as tall as you can and make a really loud as loud as you can scary voice wow really um, I would hide that seems Except like a joke if it's a <laughs> yeah, if it's yeah, a it brown like you bear, want me to die no, yeah. you, you just run yeah Oh, What's okay. the difference between a brown bear and a black bear that you would run from the, it? No, the color. No, just kidding. You have to go. You're out. No, 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 no. That's uh, the the common name is total misnomer. So mm. black bears, the North American black bear, um, actually has a range of color morphs, color variations. Everything from 
kind of a jet black to more of a, a brownish to even cinnamon, and they're even kind of uh, whitish colored black bears. So like all of these the common names. And he's just yeah. describing the color. And yeah. I want to call my name my hair cinnamon. Yeah, exactly. Nice. But like why would you run I'm from a, a brown bear? Are they like <laughs> just what more a, angry? They're they're bigger, they're stronger, and yes, more aggressive. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So mm. brown bears we think of as the grizzly bears. Got it. So, so then you don't even want to mess with it. You're out of there. No. Uh, how it, in the in the heat of the moment? How do you how do you go? I run or I get big. <laughs> oh yeah, true. What's the tall t- the telltale sign? Uh, well, so part of it would depend where you are. Okay. Okay. So like if we're in our local mountains, we don't have grizzlies here in California anymore. So yeah. Anymore? Dodge we ship them out. Good, poor things. <laughs> Export. Um, <laughs> yeah. We ship them out. So it's not working out with us, grizzly bears. <laughs> no, we, we killed them all in California. Oh, I told so, you that. I know it's on the flag, yeah, but they're gone yeah, now. Yeah, it's the Whoa. state animal, state mammal. It's on the flag. You know, the Bear Republic. We killed them all. Humans killed them all. Yeah, yeah. You hear that, guys? We suck. <laughs> the black. We are the black market. Uh, yes. Elephant tusks, grizzly bears. You know what else? So this what is, jerks? Where else are there grizzly bears? Ah, so uh, throughout. Alaska, and of course, grizzlies are found in um, uh, Montana and parts of Wyoming. Okay. Right? And they're protected. Well, so that's just been in the news in the past few days. If if oh, you geez. if you haven't heard anything, oh, so friends. so they they have enjoyed protective status for a while okay, now, right. and because their populations have rebounded a little bit, um, them we again. said let's get them back the to that brink. Certain uh, <laughs> government agencies have wanted to delist them. Oh, great! Um, so uh, what's their reasoning? I can only that, imagine that who? the populations have expanded enough that they're no longer endangered, mm. but. But uh, uh, there was just a, a court hearing. It might have been earlier this week or maybe last week where there was an injunction. Um, so they're temporarily still on on, on oh, the list. Good. So we'll see what happens. Okay. Keep up to date on your grizzly uh, you need to. court yeah. knowledge. It's a moving yeah. target. Yeah. Okay, last uh, bear thing here. Um, well, here's a small one real quick before that. Uh, it says the bear's sense of smell is around 100 times greater than humans. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So can you could you ward it off with a crazy smell that they hate? <laughs> yes, you can. They have bear spray in Montana. Oh, you do. can buy it. Okay. It's expensive. They do have bear spray, yeah. <laughs> yes. What's it made of? Why do they hate it? It's, it's actually like pepper spray, like mace. Oh, so yeah. then I totally get it, why yeah, they hate it. Yeah, if you get close enough to a bear, <laughs> pepper spray it, then just... <laughs> Go ahead. I mean, listen, I would be much more inclined if you told me, like, spray this bear spray, expensive pepper spray mace, then stand up and yell and act tall. Yeah, then that I acting would bite big my head thing, off. I can't even Well, do that, that advice is if you don't have the bear spray on you. Right, okay. exactly. All right. Okay, so pepper sprays, or uh, whatever, bear spray you yeah. should bring with you. Yeah. Okay. Um, in China, 8,000 bears are kept on bear farms. And they're bred and kept in ca- captivity so that bile from the gallbladders can be extracted for medical use. The bile is removed from the live animal through a catheter surgically implanted into the gallbladder. You know about this? Yeah. Yeah, that's totally true. Okay. That's yeah. crazy to me. Does it work? Mm, of course not. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> gosh. Not. Okay, you guys. I, since China came up, I have to say this. Yep. So I just came back from China. And in China, I got to hold a baby tiger. Whoa. Wow. For eight dollars, 
That's American. a great deal. That's a bargain. Oh, yeah. I was expecting it to be like $100, and even then I would have said sure. Yeah. But they said $8, and I was like, okay, 100%, I'm doing this. Uh-huh. But you guys, there was a baby tiger that was awake that you could, you had to like put on these like gloves. Sure. And you had to like have a thing on your lap. And you could hold it, but you had to hold it like facing away from you. Of course. And then, but next to it, there was a sleeping t- baby tiger. I And I am 100% sure this tiger was drugged because it was asleep and no one was around it. Just asleep. <laughs> and then, you, so you could pay to either hold the baby tiger that was awake or sit and pet the baby tiger that was, that was asleep. asleep. Wow. Yes. I think you but chose you the could right one. not do both. Unless you paid for both, and uh, I don't want to be. Is there a time limit? Like uh, eight dollars buys you thirty seconds. Yes, it was a very quick, yeah. a very quick time. Wow. Um, but it was the I only held this baby. This baby tiger was, I think, eight weeks old, oh. and I was so afraid. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was going to be so fun, and it was like fun but scary fun. Yeah. I was like, this tiger is so strong, and I am, I am not. Yeah, and it's two months old. Yeah. I would be. It's just funny to me, I guess, to charge someone to hold something for a short period of time. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> that seems like a funny business to manage. Well, the whole animal park, there's not enough time on this podcast. But to talk about it, it was like an, a tiger park. And it, it reminds me of this bear. Th- I'm like, this is what's going on. And tiger bones are a really big deal there. They like think it like holds special healing power. Whoa. So a lot of people think this place stays alive because of the tiger bones that go through that place. Crazy. Can we just talk about healing power for a second, Ben? Because <laughs> we got this thing with the bears that I thought was nuts. This sounds crazy to me. Tiger bones that heal. And I just learned recently that cats purr, like their purring actually heals their body. Whoa. Can you tell me about that? I'm skeptical. Okay. <laughs> it's good to be skeptical, but yeah. it seemed like I was, it was like a documentary. I was watching a pretty serious uh, thing here. Yeah, and it but said that they, they have don't... documentaries with, you know, mermaids. Or, come on. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> um, one of my favorites, but Splash, the documentary. <laughs> Splash, the documentary about mermaids. Okay. Sorry, Tom Hanks. <laughs> well, well, we'll we'll follow up with that because I, I, I don't know. I was amazed by that, and yeah. I don't know why we can't just heal ourselves. I guess maybe meditation is like we're healing ourselves. We heal ourselves yeah. all the time. Yeah, like yeah your scabs, body's amazing. You know. Yeah, that's true. But also, like, how long do you have to? Like, how long ago did you have to start getting in on like this healing power? Like, like yeah, tiger bones. Like a, t- a bid. <laughs> like who's like oh tiger bones? I don't know. It's tiger bones. <laughs> you know, like or ivory. It sounds it's like, good. How do you go? Like oh tiger bones? Those are. Very old news. You know what works yeah. now? Penicillin. <laughs> Penicillin is great. It will heal so much stuff. Tiger bones? Ugh. Don't even care about them. Also, yeah. hard to get. Yeah. You have to hang out with them for days <laughs> yeah. and days. Penicillin? Just mold. You can grow it as much as you want. So you need to be like the spokeswoman for the World Wildlife Fund. You oh, know? I'll call them. Yeah. yeah, that's a good job. Yeah. Yeah. Can we oh, just call them? New plan. Scratch this. <laughs> we just go ahead and... Ma- okay. All right. We'll talk about this later. Good yeah, job, yeah, yeah. We'll offline. You get all the points for that. <laughs> He's our new mentor. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I've uh, combined you guys. Yep. Um, finally, the panther, the black panther in the movie, Bagheera. A very mysterious figure. So one of the things that I found weird was that usually panthers are actually jaguars or leopards, and they're, like, misunderstood as panthers. Can you tell me about that? They're misunderstood as panthers? It says most of the time that you see a panther that it's not a panther, that you're looking at a jaguar or a leopard, like the Florida panther. I'm from Florida. And... 
we Same. our hockey team uh, is the Florida Panthers. Okay. And that it's not a Panther, that it's a Cougar. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, this is, is this is where <laughs> couldn't believe that. <laughs> this is where common names get get really wacky and that's why uh, scientists tend to use the the scientific name, you know, the binomial. So for our local mountain lion, it's Puma concolor. Mm. That's the same species as the the so-called black panther down or excuse me, Florida panther. Oh. Um so so the, it's called both. Well, the the thing with the common names is is they have a lot of uh, geographic um, variability to them. So you know what they might be calling them in Florida in the past is actually the same species as the what we call the mountain lion or the cougar or the puma. They all refer to the the same species, like the skunk ape and the bigfoot. Don't worry. I'm a different. I'm a cryptozoologist. I didn't tell you guys that. But the Sasquatch. Sasquatch. It's called uh, the skunk ape in Florida, which yep. I feel like we could have done better, Ethan. I don't yeah. know. No, we. I don't know. Skunk ape sounds awesome to me. <laughs> it sounds like a good tourist trap. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that much. Yeah. Um, okay. It says the panther is a very solitary animal and usually lives, hunts, and travels alone. The one exception to this rule is during the mating season, when she's ready to mate. The female panther will leave scent markings for the male to follow and also makes a sawing sound to let him know where she is and that she'll kill his ass <laughs> well kind of I mean, she's building a house <laughs> for her children to live in you better not leave because her because she can't count on no man <laughs> I mean you guys aren't that far off it says after they've mated the pair will rarely stay together for more than a few days yeah nice absolutely true yeah all of that okay. um, you, have, you have a good resource there Sweet. <laughs> Finally. <Internet>. Google. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, that That's uh, very interesting to me. And uh, I didn't know that uh, they were such feminists. But that's very cool. <laughs> they are independent. They've, I don't know. They have no need for a man, just the sperm. That's it. Yep. Yep. Give me your sperm. Ladies. Get out of here. <laughs> Take notes. I want to be taken care of. <laughs> I'm trying to get that man jaguar to build a house. Yeah, I want I mean, him to be making that sawing I noise. Can I can build a house? I will build a house, but I'd rather him do it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. yeah. yeah Thank yeah. you so much. I need him to Thanks not stay here. outside of the 32 mile area of territory. It says the North American black panther is a cryptid. Do you know what that is? Yeah. What? Can you explain that to me? Well. a you should ask the cryptozoologist yeah. over Hi. here what a cryptid is. <laughs> yeah. uh, it please. means they're made up. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So what's that about? It, their existence is not proven? Yeah. They're, what what they're calling the North American Black Panther? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is no... That's just a term people yeah. made up yep. because it just looks like what it should be? Well, like it looks like a Black Panther? So the what is the Black panther is actually the puma that has a black color morph okay. found in the southeast um very rarely i might had um so the the, the mountain <laughs> lion or puma or cougar whatever crazy. we want to call it has has had historically a very wide distribution throughout north america and actually down through central america mm. um and in the south america but because people are afraid of mountain lions um you, should you know, yep. yeah, you should. It sounds be. dangerous. I'm very um, afraid of them. You know, they've basically been extirpated throughout most of North America. Okay. Um, yeah, they call them ghosts of the forest, mm-hmm. and uh, it says that we're losing. They're not real. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> and it says that we're like losing 
almost all of them to deforestation. Yeah. So the two big threats of not just our, our big cats around here, but um, all mammals, all animals, even trees. The, the big threats are um, deforestation or destroying of their habitat mm-hmm. um, and competition from humans and then, you know, direct killing of these animals. Gotcha. So. If you're camping and you see a mountain lion, mm-hmm. make yourself look big. Make yourself <laughs> really? Look That's big. the move? Yeah. No spray? Uh, well, if you have spray, spray great. Um, but spray. you know, you okay. you hear instances of you know um, these people that are on a on mountain bikes in you know say the Santa Monica Mountains or, or down in Orange County, <laughs> and what the the mountain lion is keying in on is this fast moving thing running away or biking away from it. So their vision is that's prey it's running from me that is prey that's a deer i'm gonna chase it down whoa so so turn around yeah and run back you know or just stop i guess is that i've heard it said that like with a bear you run but with a with a cat you make sure that it knows that you see it yeah because they they are stalking prey okay and that that's the the mode of hunting that they engage in. So stalking, sneaking up, and then when they're close enough, they will pounce out. So if you make it known to that animal that you've been, you know, you see them, okay, and you don't run away, you're not keying in that that behavior that makes them think that you are prey. Wow. So, and, you know, all, naturally they are afraid of humans. Um, oh. So by making it known that that you see that that mountain lion and making yourself bigger um making a bunch of noise yeah, making a bunch of noise scaring what it if away you have a laser pointer hmm. <laughs> that sounds good that's even better yeah i was gonna yeah, say that can't it'll, hurt it'll right just chase that little <laughs> yeah. laser pointer yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> bring some catnip with you, you have a party <laughs> have a party <laughs> gonna be best friends with them <laughs> um okay great you guys have any more questions for dr jim i think i asked him all my insane questions <laughs> okay do you have pets? I do. I have a dog and a cat. And they get along? Actually, yeah, quite wow. well. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. that's a good example. plenty of resources over at Jim's house. Yeah, plenty, plenty of resources. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do have a question. Okay. Have you ever seen uh, a dodo? Like uh, the remains of one? That's one that I'm like, I'm very upset that I'll never mm. get to see one in real life. Yeah, I've, I've never seen the remains of a dodo. No. <laughs> Sorry. But, uh, what, what about in your refrigerator, though? <laughs> what about in your staff fridge? You got that dodo in there? <laughs> oh, that's not allowed, all I want to Not see. allowed to say. Okay. Yeah. Um, do you drink milk? <laughs> uh, no, but I eat a lot of cheese. Okay. So, same, 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 same thing. Same. Yeah. Kind of move. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're going camping, guys. Yeah. It's yeah. hard to avoid the taste of cheese yeah. as humans. Yeah. yeah. What's with that? They're salty. They're f- sweet. Those are just there's so many kinds of cheese. They're fatty. It helps when you're sad. It helps when you're sad. It it's restores true. your brain. That's what fats do. Make oh. sure it heals your brain. She's, all, she's the nutritionist. <laughs> your myelin chief. Yeah. And a cryptozoologist. I know. I know. Yeah. I've done nothing Double. with my life. She's done two things. <laughs> I've been busy learning about animals that do not exist. Chupacabra, yetis. Oh, We're going to have you games. back on. <laughs> Skunk games. Yeah, let me know the next time you need a specialist, and it's going to be me yeah. for a movie. Oh, Shape Which of one? Water. You know, let me know. Oh, great. A... I just saw Shape of Water. 
water. So maybe I have we can... I have uh, some psychological things to talk to her about that. <laughs> oh, great! So yeah. we'll have you as the psychologist. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. That's perfect. You can ask me your questions. No, no, I don't have questions. I have answers. <laughs> She's got answers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she yeah, knows yeah. what's okay. up. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. What about plugs? You guys want to tell everyone about what you're doing? Everything you ever need to know about us is on erinandmelissa.com, E-R-I-N and melissa.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we have a short film there. We have two albums there. We have a couple of podcasts there, and our show, our our show, show list yeah. is there. So everything is there. Everything but our home address, so don't ask for and that. And you know what? It actually might be on there, too. <laughs> <laughs> Just email them, and you guys will give it to them, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. true. If you got That's science true. facts that you need to know about, uh, you know, nothing that the mammologist would actually be able to answer. Just yeah, made-up animals. It, send we can us. do it. Okay. And if I get any, I'll just forward it to you guys. Thank you. Yes, yeah, thank yeah you. no problem. Uh, Dr. Jim? Oh, I get a plug? Of, of course. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I work at the Natural History Museum of Los Angeles County. So uh, I would invite everyone listening to come check out our fantastic exhibits. Mm-hmm. We have an exhibit right now. And right now it's called Wildlife Photographer of the Year. Um, so some spectacular photographs of uh, mostly mammals um, doing some pretty incredible things. Great. When is that running until? Uh through, I think, December of this year. Great. Okay. So get a move on, guys. Yeah, get a move on. Deal. Okay. Sweet. Thank you guys for joining me. I had a great time. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bad Science is hosted and produced by me, Ethan Edinburgh. And of course, our executive producer is Bagheera Kushner. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Bad Science Show. Um, and also, of course, send us an email at badscience at seeker.com. That's badscience at seeker.com. Let us know what movies you'd like us to do or anything that you think that I've missed. And of course, be sure to subscribe if you are not subscribed and rate and review our show. That helps people find the show. And tell your friends. We really appreciate that. And I really appreciate you listening to the program. I'll see you next week. Bye.